You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Proximity is a virtue. When you're only four kilometers, four or five kilometers away from big ore body, it's a good place to be looking for the next one. You know, elephant, elephants tend to travel in herds, and it's very true over Cortez. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. In today's show, we're going to be getting an update from American Eagle Gold. Website is AmericanEagleGold.ca. Ticker symbol in Toronto on the Venture Exchange is AE. Uh, I'm a shareholder. I've been a shareholder since it was private, but the company is now engaged in their first and maiden drill program on the Cortez trend next to some of the giants uh, in Nevada going for a deep target. And the market cap is quite low right now, about 7 million Canadian but if we hit anything, you could see that go probably tenfold with uh, the valuation we're at now. And so shares are about 13 cents. I bought mine for 20 cents. So there's an opportunity. If you, if you like these high risk, high reward gold exploration plays, I think you'll like what you'll hear today. So gentlemen, welcome on to the show. Tony Moreau, CEO, as well as Mark Bradley for the first time, the Vice President of Exploration. Tony, I'm going to give it over to you first. Could you introduce Mark since this is the first time he's coming on my show? Uh, why is he the Vice President of Exploration and what makes him qualified? I don't think there could be a better person to running to running our uh, exploration program uh, than Mark Bradley. I believe right now with uh, Golden Gate and, and now NAC, we got two Lamborghinis here. Uh, but if you can't see, the Lamborghini is really worth nothing to you. We have great assets, but what you need, the foundation, any company are, are great geologists, people that understand the rocks, uh, know how to find them. Not only does Mark understand them, he has experience and success actually finding uh, deposits. Uh, what's coincidental, the closest deposit to us is about four and a half kilometers away. It's Gold Rush. And I'm not sure if people realize this, but the two largest companies in the world and in, in Newmont and Barrick in terms of gold mining companies, their asset, Gold Rush, is coming online this month, I believe. And that's the largest gold mine to come online in the last 10 years. Mark, worked, Mark didn't just work for Barrick when they made that discovery. He led the team that made that discovery. He worked at Placer Dome. He worked at Barrick. Now we have Mark because what we're looking for, we're looking for the next gold rush. So with Mark, we have the brain uh, that now knows how to find that deposit. And I, I can let him talk, but I believe he didn't join our company to hang out with me or, or go to the desert and kick around stones. He sees a lot of the same potential at Golden Gate that he saw at Gold Rush 10 years ago. And by the way, 10 years ago, there, there was no successful drilling uh, until then. So I'll let Mark maybe talk a bit about Golden Gate. Yes, Mark, what, what attracted you to, to Golden Gate? And for listeners that don't know, you were working for Barrick when you discovered Gold Rush, which is about 15 million ounces at 10 grams per ton. Uh, what attracted you to American Eagle Gold? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, the neighborhood is very attractive. I mean, we're in the same window, the carbonate window that Cortez Hills and Gold Rush are both hosted in. Uh, the geology uh well, I say the, the floor place exposed only three kilometers north of our property. And there's no reason to assume it changes drastically as it uh, dips down below you know, to where we're at right now. <clears throat> a lot of the characteristics are the same. Uh, a lot of low angle structural deformation, which is a prominent feature of all the big Carla type deposits and particularly those in Cortez. And uh, let's say pr proximity is a virtue. When you're only four kilometers, four or five kilometers away from big ore body, it's a good place to be looking for the next one. You know, elephant, elephants tend to travel in herds, and it's very true over Cortez. 
So you're going for deep targets in the carbonate rocks, as you said. Can you explain to us what you've done to prepare these drill targets uh, thus far? Yeah, uh, we made use, of course, of historic information. There were a limited number, three or four holes that had been drilled below uh, 500 meters depth there. And we were able to get the uh, drill, look at the core and the geochemical information from those holes. Uh, there was also historic soil geochemistry that we were able to pull in and evaluate. Uh, we did a little bit of surface mapping, uh, not a lot because there's not a lot of outcrop exposure on the property, but we were able to do some uh, general float interpretation, subcrop interpretation to reinforce our geological interpretation. And of course we made extensive use of geophysics because we're deep targets. Uh, there's nothing obvious sticking out of the ground that you can hone in on. You have to look uh, try and figure out how to interpret rocks at depth. Uh, and in this case, we made use of 2D seismic, which has been used a lot in oil and gas and has recently come into more prominence in the mineral industry uh, to look at low angle structural deformation, folding and thrusting at depth, uh, uh, looking at the type of structure of the rock. And then we also use CSAMT, which is electromagnetic technique, uh, looking at actually conductivity of the rocks at depth looking at conductive rocks versus resistive rocks. And that gives you some ballpark idea of the type of rocks you're looking at. Uh, the upper plate, siliciclastic rocks, volcanic cover, gravels tend to be more conductive, whereas the lower plate carbonate rocks, which are our primary target, tend to be more resistive. So what we're looking for is large resistive signatures at depth. And then we tie that in with the structural information from the seismic work. And then, of course, whatever information we can uh, project from the surfaces and from the small number of historicals. So basically put the whole package together to try and pinpoint targets. When we identified a couple areas starting off in the western half of our project area, which we felt uh, were good for, for good candidates for first pass, getting first two or three deep holes in to try and intersect the lower plate rocks. Uh, our goals are really, one, number one, get into the lower plate because that's never been done on the property before. So that's that's a key factor. Let's get into the favorable carbonate rocks, figure out what depth they're at. Then look at the structures within those rocks. Do we see folds? Do we see thrusts? Do we see the kind of structural architecture that's favorable for carbonate deposits? And of course, we want to see alteration mineralization that's characteristic of carbonate mineral uh, uh, systems. So to, to let us know we're in the neighborhood of a big one. It's hard to hit the gold grades you want on the first holes. So uh, what would be considered success? Is, is it just seeing the structure of the carbonate rocks or are you expecting to, of course you want to hit gold, but can you elaborate more on how you would determine success on this first pass drill program? Well, success is getting into lower plate rocks where we expect them more or less where we expect them to be. We see the right kind of structure. And yeah, if we see the alteration, even if we don't have a lot of gold, if we see the characteristic alteration, we see a lot of decalcification of the, of the carbonate rocks. If we see clay alteration, we see uh, sulfide start to form, silicification. All those are key factors. And that, that would tell us, yeah, we may not have hit the big one right off the bat, but we're in the right neighborhood. And we can use that information in this first round of drilling to vector in to where the heart of the system may be. I think Mark pretty much covered it pretty well. In Mark, we trust. And uh, we, we put our faith in, in the geologists, and Mark has a lot of experience in the area. And uh, there's been historically next to no deep drilling. So that's what we're after right now. Um, gold Rush was really the first virgin underground gold discovery in the area. Look at all the other underground Carlin-type mines. Pretty much all extensions of, of open pit mines, uh, erosion windows. Uh, gold Rush opened the door uh, for opportunities 
like us and Mark can agree. A lot of the geologists in this area can agree. There's a lot more gold to be found, but the days of finding these oxides is over. Uh, the future is the deep underground mines, which we're looking for. And if you got to be anywhere looking for this Carlin type underground mine, you want to be where Golden Gate is. You want to be next to the Cortez facility, which is the future of Newmont and Barrick's uh, growth. And the closer you are to them, the better, because you get to take advantage of the economies of scale and the infrastructure. And so what would be the expectation for investors in terms of when we could expect results? The drills are turning now. Uh, how soon could we see the results? Drills are turning now. We're about 100 meters underground. Uh, the upper plate rocks we estimate to be probably about 400 meters. Uh, so looking to get into the lower plates probably in January, late January, and they got a four to eight period that you're waiting for assays after that. So any significant assays that are going to be coming out, they're probably coming out in March. So we're going to do a total of 3,000 meters of drilling. So our, our drilling is actually going to continue uh, well into March. So our assays are going to be coming in throughout the first half of the year. So this is a project you can drill year round then. Is that right? 100%. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, like say that the winter drilling is quite feasible here. It's just a matter of maintaining road access and and of course, uh, keeping stuff from freezing up. But other than that, there's no there's no real difficulty to keep it running year round. And so, Mark, even if it's refractory gold that you're hitting, I assume that's not going to be an issue because Barrick's right next door. Yeah, Barrick uh, Barrick is not afraid of refractory mineralization. They've been dealing with it for 35 years now. So they're and of course, with the formation of the Nevada Gold Mines JV with Newmont. They've got processing facilities all over the northern half of the state. So there's lots of opportunities for uh, shipping ore to various places and blending. So uh, there, there's no real uh, problem with uh, being attractive to fracking. It's just a matter of finding the right grade. Mark, before we stop talking about Golden Gate, perhaps you could share your insights as to what um, Newmont and Barrick look for in a project acquisition? Because there are gold deposits that have been discovered in the last, let's say, eight years in Nevada that haven't been acquired by them. So what are some of the characteristics more that Barrick or a Newmont would want in a project? Yeah, what they're, what they're looking for, of course, is uh, something uh, what we call robust. In other words, a deposit that looks like it's significantly large enough and significant enough grade that uh, it provides a quality opportunity for them. They're, they're not interested in going out and picking up a pile of half gram, half gram rock that's all over the place here. And most of those are not particularly attractive economically. What they're looking for is a deposit, even if it's deep underground, like say they have a lot of experience with underground mines. So uh, basically something you've established a big enough system extent that, hey, yeah, we this looks like it could have um, million ounce or multi-million ounce potential. And it's got enough grade that'll support an underground operation. And uh, as opposed to starting off completely uh, fresh, because they have existing process, they have existing facilities, they can look at grades that are a little lower than like somebody who's trying to build a mine from scratch would be looking at. So uh, that that's also a factor in our favor. And you can literally see Cortez Hills from your property, if I understand correctly. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you can see the the, the heat bleach very clearly from uh, from our property and you can see gold rush very well too because it's just on the next valley over so uh, you can see both of those properties uh, quite easily from where we are sorry if you, if you go in our presentation we, we have a great aerial you can see exactly how close gold rush is and just put it in layman's terms uh, if you're at the empire state building it's the exact same distance of a walk to the world trade center that's exactly uh, how close we are 
And just to add one more thing, everyone, everyone knows about the Carlin trend. It was discovered in 1961 by John Livermore. Uh, it was the foundation of Barrick, Franco, Nevada, and Newmont. Not as many people know about the Cortez trend. It was discovered 30 years later in 1991. Uh, since 1996, when that first mine started in production, they've pr- produced on average 1 million ounces of gold. Now, what's interesting, Bill, pipeline was discovered in 91. They started producing in 96. That's when Dave Shadrick, Shadrick, the original owner of this land, staked it. It wasn't worth anything then. It was on the very border of the Cortez facility that, that Barrick and Newmont now own. You know how far it was? It was 25 kilometers away, but Dave Shadrick was patient. Uh, and 10 years after the pipeline was discovered, Cortez Hills was discovered. Bam, another 15 million ounce mine. Wait another 10 years. Guess what was discovered? Gold Rush, another 15 million ounce mine. Five years after that, Four Mile was discovered, uh, 5 million plus ounce mine. So whereby in 91, when pipeline was discovered, we were 25 kilometers away. And now we're just five kilometers away from, from the next nearest mine. So it was just a matter of time until Barrick's right on top of us. We're a collision course for another deposit discovery. So we can wait till they buy just a piece of land, which is us, or we can be proactive and look for that ore body like us. And you can look at American Eagle Gold as essentially like a greenfield exploration arm of Barrick and Newmont. I'm not going to beat around the bush. That's essentially what we are. And people that say, are you going to build that mine? Absolutely not. We are exploration company. We want to make that ore body discovery. We want to create a liquidity event down the line. So Tony, your name is American Eagle Gold, but you just acquired a copper gold porphyry project in British Columbia. So you're going to change your name to North American Gold here because we're leaving Nevada and we're heading up to your country. Bill, you're hilarious. That's a really great question. Yeah. I tried to actually call our company Tier One Discovery Exploration, but TSX Venture wouldn't approve it. So we stuck with American Eagle Gold. There's bald eagles in, in BC. Uh, but jokes aside, Bill, what we're looking for here, we're looking for great commodities, gold and copper, and everyone can agree, copper is huge, bullish fundamentals moving forward, especially with electrification of the world. Copper and nickel is the number one asset uh, in terms of electrification. So it's a tier one uh, commodity in a tier one jurisdiction. If you want to be anywhere, you want to be in Australia, you want to be in the US, you want to be in Canada. Uh, NAX located in BC, you know, besides Chile and Argentina, I believe it's the best area in the world to be looking for copper, gold, porphyries. Uh, so, you know, that's why we did the acquisition. We're not going to not buy an asset because it's not located in Nevada. That wouldn't be prudent to our shareholders. We've looked at so many different assets in the Nevada area, but quite frankly, nothing was better than the one that we had. Uh, so we looked elsewhere and we actually didn't find NAC. NAC found us. Uh, what's interesting about it, uh, it has huge potential. It has a non-compliant resource on it. Um, but what happened was, they have a lot of data on there, but no one had ever digitized the data. No one had ever analyzed the data. Um, and that's what the previous owners, the vendors who sold the property to us did. And what you have here is a lot of geophysics, historical drilling, historical geochem. So we have five different data layers there. Now, what a lot of the geologists say is that if you have five, three different uh, data sets that coincide and show anomaly, you're in good shape. If you have five, that's a potential home run. Every single data set, IP, ZTEM, magnetics, geochem, the 18,000 meters of drilling, it all shows a giant anomaly underground. Uh, with the drill targets pretty much pick, uh, picked and permitting's currently in place. So to acquire that for 2 million shares of American Eagle Gold, which is less than a 4% dilution, it's a huge, huge uh, potential reward for our shareholders. 
And that should be drilled next year then for the first yeah, time. We're going we're, we're gonna to take it one step at a time. Our, our number one goal is let's finish that block model. Let's do our technical report. Uh, potentially let's come out with a, a main resource, see how the public likes it, come up with our drill targets. And then yes, if permitting gets approved, we would like to be drilling next year. We know we're going to hit mineralization. Uh, the question is, can we get higher grade mineralization? The beauty of this, this deposit is that People are always looking for open pit mines. The average drill hole is about 169 meters. It was lower grade copper gold, but it's, it's distributed all along the property. If you look at Alpala, it's owned by Saul Gold. If you look at Tatoga, owned by GT Gold, these are giant underground copper gold porphyries, but they really don't start mineral, huge mineralization high grade till about 500 meters. The two deepest drill holes on this property were around 300 vertical meters. So they haven't even scratched the surface. So all of our drill targets are looking like at least 500 meters. We want to hit that higher grade deposit. Um, and that's what we're looking for. Copper gold, high grade uh, deposit. So right now, if you invest in American Eagle Gold, like you said, Bill, we think it's undervalued, highly torqued, highly torqued. So if we hit uh, an intersection, Lever stock will do quite well. But for a $7 million market cap, you have access to the Cortez trend, which is one of the richest jurisdictions in the entire world to be looking for gold. And also you have access to BC, a copper gold porphyry system that we also think can be world-class. Excellent. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, to learn more about the company, you can click on the show notes. I'll put a link to the current presentation as well as the website. And again, the ticker is AE for American Eagle on the TSXV. I guess one more question, Tony, is it going to be listed on the OTC anytime soon for United States listeners? Yes, Matt, uh, Bill, we're going to start uh, We're going to start that process in January. It takes about four months. So look at a mid-year OTC IQ listing. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for providing an overview today. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.